It's our first week of Advent here at See Here Love, and we're focusing on hope, anticipating, longing for, and waiting for the birth of Jesus, the hope of the world. So join us as we light our first candle on our Advent wreath, as we listen to our experts share about overcoming hopelessness and becoming people of hope, and why Jesus is truly the hope of the world. That's all coming up right now. Well, Merry Christmas, and wow, we are starting off with a huge bang, because yes. I've got the expert panel here to start off our Christmas season. Mary, welcome. Thank you. And Sue and Deborah, welcome. Thanks. Thank you. It's good to be here. And what a topic that we have, right, that we're talking about hope mm -hmm. and resilience. And for um, our viewers and listeners who don't know that we celebrate Advent on See Here Love, we've always done that every year for Christmas. Advent is really this intentional pause mm. to anticipate the coming of Jesus. Yes. So when we're looking at the wreath with the candles, we look at the hope candle, the peace candle, the joy candle, the love candle, and the white candle represent Christ coming, God mm. incarnate, yes. coming to the world to show us his love. And so today it's hope, mm -hmm. and we're going to be talking about hope in Jesus and how to be resilient and hopeful yeah. in a time such as this. Now, Mary, how would you define hope mm -hmm. like today? We often talk about hope uh, as a faith concept, but I want to make it a little bit more practical, especially in today's world. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think about it on four different levels. So uh, number one, it's making meaning. Uh, of our pain and our trauma and our difficulties, being able to find some sub level of meaning. The second is to find a sense of purpose, especially in the chaos and the unknown and the season we're in, just being able to find some purpose. Mm -hmm. um, the third thing I would say is a sense of resilience and confidence that we can get through hard things. And then the last is just the practice of optimism where you're noticing the good in things and you have a hope that good is coming. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I love mm -hmm. the definition. And to follow along all through the season with us, we have the See Here Love Celebrates Advent booklet that actually shows you how to make an Advent wreath, uh, prayers and blessings and activities for your family uh, to follow along with, uh, with us at Advent and that's seeherelove.com slash Advent. Now for Sue and Deborah, I'm going to share the scripture, which is our foundational scripture for today. And then I want your thoughts mm -hmm. about this because this really encapsulates hope. So it comes from Isaiah 9-2. It says this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Mm. Beautiful. Sue, when you hear Beautiful. that verse, how does that connect with hope today? I, it, it just, it's so overwhelming. You can connect emotionally with everything that you're feeling when you are in darkness. You can feel the fear. You can feel the confusion. You can feel the, just the, um, yeah, the, the hopelessness is what you can truly feel. And just that promise of light, um, it just, it, it, it changes your whole posture. It's, it's just such an amazing promise. Mm -hmm. mm. Deborah, for you, that verse in Isaiah. Yeah, you know, the thing that sticks out to me is the fact that it's about the people walking in darkness. Mm. And it just reminds me that over the years, you know, from ancient days to today, mm. There's people walking in darkness. It's still the same for so many people in our world. 
but the beauty and the hope of God's light of, of Jesus of truth shining into those dark places just really encourages my spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about those dark places. I know sometimes, you know, it's like obvious, like why people are hopeless, especially as we've come out of pandemic and, and and the polarization and the struggle this year. But why are people feeling lost and in darkness today? Mm -hmm. Mary, let's start with you and then we'll We'll go around. I, I think just that there's so much that people are dealing with, so much stress, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of confusion. Uh, there's so many stories and narratives out there as well. And so who do you believe? Like truth is no longer that apparent or clear, mm-hmm. uh, depending on who you're listening to. So in the midst of that confusion, uh, which can often be negative information, it's hard to feel a sense of hope. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, Sue, for you, why are people feeling hopeless today? I think one of the big things that I see is uh, this whole idea of comparison. And when you are comparing yourself to other people and through social media and just, you know, what other people are experiencing, it, it just, you just feel like I'm always ending up just falling a little bit short. I'm just falling a little bit short. I just can't quite get there. And when that pattern repeats and you feel disappointed again and again and again, it's so easy to become hopeless. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's good. Deborah? Yeah, you know, one thing that has really been flowing through my mind and even in my counseling practice lately, the most recent research shows us that thoughts lead to feelings, Mm -hmm. which lead to behavior. And I think when we're feeling hopelessness, I think a lot of times we we give into it. We, We assume that that's reality. Because I feel hopeless, there is no hope. But really going back to the, the truth, going back to the underlying thoughts, like what am I thinking? And is it aligned with God's truth? And how does that impact how I feel? So I think a lot of people are having unhealthy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, like like Mary said, are coming from the world and coming from the news and coming from all of these fears. And when our thoughts are filled with negative negativity, our feelings are going to, are going to follow that. And it's going to mm-hmm. breed a lot of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with today. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, you look at the world, the polarization, mm-hmm. the war, the conflict, the racism, the injustice and injustice from, you know, from our skin color to our differences mm-hmm. to uh, the pain of people without you know, clean water and shelter and sexual exploitations. And we could go on and it's overwhelming. And you're like, is hope going to come? This is so good. A great foundation uh, of why people are hopeless, why Mm -hmm. they're feeling this way, but why hope is important. I know we're going to explore more about uh, hope in Jesus and Mm -hmm. how that can change ourselves and the world. But let's go now to our friend, Jo Saxton. She's a leadership coach and author. And she joins us today to share her thoughts on why Jesus is the hope of the world in polarizing and uncertain times. I think it's it's such a wonderful truth and we've sung it so many times we can forget what it actually means. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a Christmas carol um, or something. But actually what it reminds us of, because when we think of, of Advent and we look at the Christmas story, we we think of shepherds and angels and all these wonderful things, but we, we have to remember the desperation of humanity at that moment, the desperation of people who were oppressed and marginalized where um, and their seeking and trying to reach for God was getting nowhere because we can identify with that. We can identify that life has not has not worked out the way we hoped it would personally, professionally, globally. 
And I think the realization again that Jesus is the hope for the world is that God sends this, this glimmer in a newborn baby, which reminds us that again, that God isn't finished, but that he, um, but that this baby will grow and change everything. And that actually he is the answer for the human heart. He is the answer for the human condition. He is the answer for all our broken relationships. Now we're not saying he's the quick fix for those things, we recognize that as G that the words and the ways and the work of Jesus transform things. And when we recognize that was through a cross, that was through sacrifice. Um, and, but we, but when we say he's the hope for the world, not just, okay, everybody, it's okay, Jesus is coming. But actually when we look at the life of Jesus, he overturned society um, so that people would see who God was. He dealt with the things that held, that held people captive. He dealt with the brokenness in relationships and he provided a new way and invited everybody to be part of that. And I think for me, that is that sense of God saw how desperate things were. God sees how desperate things are and God sends his son. And that for me is why I'm like, yes, he's the hope. He's not the easy, he's not the easy answer for us not even always the comfortable answer, but he is the hope of transformation and redemption and a future. Thanks, Joe. Wow, great passion, conviction, and truth on why Jesus truly is the hope mm -hmm. of the world. So why is Jesus the hope for the world? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to Deborah. You know, for me, Jesus writes over the fear that we were talking about earlier, the anxiety, the worry, the trauma, Jesus comes to write over all of those things with his truth. And, and that's really why he is the hope of the world. I mean, he is the accurate measuring stick. What he says matters. And I think a lot of times we can get so caught up in what the world is saying, and then we have to slowly go back and, and focus on what he has already said to be true. Mm. Hmm. Very good. Oh, yeah, that's I cool. love that idea. Mm -hmm. I love that idea of truth. And what a, yeah, what a great reminder for me. You know, I, we are just so broken. We are living in darkness. And when we choose to hope, when we try to hope on our own, the best we can do is imagine a better future. But what I love about hope in Jesus is that when we put our hope in Jesus, we don't have to imagine because he's already promised us mm -hmm. an amazing future, something we can't even comprehend. And what a gift. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That is so powerful. I love yeah. what both of you are saying. Here's the thing about Jesus that I just love. I mean, not only the hope giver, hope fulfiller, but I look to Jesus, the person, so fully God, fully man. Mm. And I look at his life and go, yes, yes, yes. yes. Because no other man mm. has loved women so well in the way he did or loved children mm. or the marginalized or the adulterer mm. or the outcast. It's like, he gives me hope because I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. of all the things I long for in this life, all the injustices I want to see righted, mm. all the broken things I want to see brought back new and whole, Jesus did it, yeah. like Jesus does it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the hope part. Like it's like, but is it is is it a tangible thing we can look at? And then you look at his life and what he said and what he did and you're like, yeah, yeah, I he agree. did it then, and he's doing it in the lives of us. Right, like hope doesn't just mm -hmm. stay with him. Mm -hmm. Hope is actually lived out right. in us to be hope givers, yes. hope bearers of that. And so I'm like, woo! Like yeah. I get excited mm -hmm. that when you say he is the hope of the world, right. he is the hope of the world. Look the at his life, yeah. and there you go. Yeah, and 
And it's also the hope that he is in Jesus Christ. Because if we're hoping only in how he answers our prayers or only how he makes mm. life comfortable for us, then that's gonna be very shallow mm. because in this world we will have trouble. He has told us that. Mm. So he is our anchor, he is our hope. And when we can look to him, when we can recognize how loved we really are, mm. how he is with us through everything and he will give us the strength to endure, then we can have hope in his character yeah. and who he is. Good. Yeah. Sue, Deborah, mm -hmm. uh, where have you seen hope in Jesus in your life? Jesus reminds me that the story isn't over. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beautiful part. When you live in this world, there's going to be disappointments. There's going to be critique. There's going to be mm -hmm. hard things. Yes. There's going to be illness and financial difficulties and problems. And when we're so focused on what's happening here and now, I mean, we can feel hopeless, but Jesus reminds me in the day-to-day the story is not over and it's so much bigger than this. Mm -hmm. And you have the promise that Jesus wins in the end, no matter what is happening today. So that's something that I hold on to mm -hmm. from the, the little daily battles with children, with money, with stress <laughs> yeah. to the big picture battles. Jesus wins in the end. Yeah. Hmm. I think I've, I've said this so many times, but it's such a great little saying is that I've read the end of the book and we win. <laughs> like chapter seven sucks. It does. It's no fun. I don't like it, but we're about to turn the page to yes. a new chapter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a good friend said this, said something to me this week and I immediately wrote it down because I said, I just wish that I had a roadmap for the future. You know, when we're taking a look and wishing and wanting to know what's in the future, I wish I had a roadmap for the future. And he said, you know, we don't necessarily need a roadmap for the future because we are in relationship with the way oh, and how incredibly hi. powerful that is to just be like, I am not alone. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation wow. with the Lord a, a little while ago and I wanted to know the future. Tell me where you want me to go. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm walking with you. Just trust me, mm -hmm. hope in me, uh, leave the outcome mm -hmm. to me. See, this is key. And I, 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 I giggle with you all because it's funny. We're like hope, faith, and love. These are the tenets of our faith. And it's like, do we really hope and want to have faith? <laughs> Or do we want to control our situation and know the answers every day? Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like actually the mystery and the wonder of, of being with Jesus is walking mm. by faith, yeah. hoping mm. in, loving, and yet, you know, and I'll be honest about my own personal life, I am a control freak. I want to know exactly what's happening, the outcome of everything, the KPIs, the measurable, everything. Yeah. Not that they're bad, According but I'm saying your plan. we want the plan. Exactly. And yet imagine living in the hope of Christ, mm -hmm. in, the, in, in, in faith and in love. And maybe that's the challenge for us today mm -hmm. as we start this season. Fantastic, mm -hmm. great, yeah. great discussion. Yeah, well, we're grateful that global social justice advocate and trainer, Daniel Strickland is joining us today to share her thoughts on the scripture verse, Isaiah 9-2, and what the hope of Jesus means to the world. Hope, it is indispensable. Uh, Isaiah 9-2, the verse we're chatting about is this verse that's like, gold in the middle of dirt because the people have given up. This is one of the things I love about God is he's not a, a hallmark type of God. He's not talking hope to people who already have everything. He's talking hope to people who have lost hope. He's talking to hope of people who are living in darkness who think like, could life get worse than this? Like, are those promises, are those things we had hoped for even possible anymore? That's the kind of God that we're talking about. He's the God of 
hope and hope that's like gritty, hope that's dirty, hope that is Jesus personified really on the cross where it looks like all hope is gone. That's when hope just begins to start to grow. It's that kind of a hope all the way through death, all the way through this idea that we, we can't do it anymore. You know, have you ever been in that situation where you just think like it's done, it's dusted, it's over, the dream is dead, the marriage is dead, the family is gone, my future is not possible anymore. And then God speaks this word, Isaiah 9 two. you know, even though you feel like it's darkness, even though you feel like it might be deadness, even though you feel like there's no hope, guess what? There is something coming still, something growing from the ground. There is still a possibility of life to come. That's what hope is about. That's what the hope of Jesus is about. Jesus is the only guy who could ever say, I've been to the other side of death and guess what exists there now? Life in all of its fullness, a gritty, dirty, nasty hope almost that gets inside of us and inside of the ground that grows up through the ground into the possibilities of what could come out of a new life with Jesus. I'm hoping you're gonna get some hope this Advent. Thanks, Danielle, such great wisdom and hope reminders for us today. And speaking of a light dawning, mm. hope is possible. So let's talk about that. If hope is possible, what is one thing that you are doing uh, to ensure hope in your life? And maybe a takeaway for our viewers and listeners today. Deborah, let's start with you, building hope and resilience in the season and beyond. You know, when I realized that a lot of the hopelessness and fears that I have are actually based on unhealthy thoughts, things that aren't true, sometimes what I do is I get a journal and I write out all the things that I'm struggling with, all the things I'm afraid of, all the things I'm feeling hopeless about. I write them on one side of the paper. Yeah. And then on the other side, I look to God's word yeah. and I, I counter it with God's truth, the reminder that, if God is for us, no one can be against us. The reminder that we are loved, the reminder that Jesus wins in the end. And I look at those two sides and I ask myself, am I believing my trauma or am I believing God's truth? Mm. And, and I practice those scriptures on a regular basis, especially in dark seasons and hopeless seasons, because it reminds me to keep my eyes fixed on truth. You know, that's really important because I think a lot of times we tend to fix our eyes on trauma and despair, and we actually don't move our eyes to the other side of the page, Deborah, and look at the truth right. of God's promises. That's good. And again, I think in every case, it's this intentionality of choosing mm -hmm. to look to the truth yeah. and not to despair. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think we should all do a journal. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. <laughs> Sue, for you. Yeah, for me, you know, hope and action go together yeah. for me personally. So it's not enough for me to just see that there is light. I need to do things to start taking steps to walk towards it. I need to disrupt, you know, where I am. So for me, there's two things. Number one is just practicing gratitude. When I practice gratitude, it just reminds me and, and it just, yeah, it just reminds me why they're, where the light comes from and, and how, what I can do. And then for me, it's just living out what Jesus called us to do, which is just love people. What is just one thing? Sometimes when I feel hopeless and I've got that ring around my neck and I'm thinking, okay, what can I do? It's just what is one thing I can do for someone else um, to maybe help them uh, find hope? And when I do that, it just becomes contagious. Mm. Mm. So good. So good. Mary? Yeah. Uh, when I'm in a dark place, I need to give myself self-compassion. 
because um, often I try to beat myself up. Oh, think better thoughts. And it is true, but I just need a bit of soothing and empathy has been shown to really calm the mind. And then I go into a place of just remembering how faithful God is. And I just do thanks prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this and that and just how he's delivered me in the past. Mm -hmm. And then I start to praise and just kind of focus on his deliverance that is already to come. And uh, when I do that, by the way, science is showing that I'm rewiring my brain. So if I'm thinking lots of negative thoughts, I'm actually releasing toxic chemicals in my brain, which makes me feel worse. But if I'm thinking thoughts of gratitude, then it actually releases um, happy hormones, I call them. And I actually have this happiness hacks mm -hmm that I will give as a uh, giveaway to our viewers. Uh, it'll be on See Here Love website. But as an example, uh, serotonin is one of those um, hormones that make you calm down and feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy to hack. It might be just going for a walk. It might be playing a game. It might be hugging one of your friends. Simple to do. And already you're starting to release those hormones into your brain. Yeah. We're going to light the Advent candle, but as we prepare to light the Advent candle, our first candle on hope, I want you all to think about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what's the one thing about him? Maybe the one story that just is like, if you're struggling and you want to think about something about him and what he did that's hopeful, that encourages you, what would that be? What would that be about? Because we're, you know, this whole Christmas season is we're anticipating the coming of Messiah, mm. of hope giver, joy to the world, peacemaker. That's hopeful. Uh, let's look at him for his life for just a second. And let's just talk about him because that's a great thing to do. Mm. <laughs> so what would you say? You look at Jesus, character and action. What really motivates you in his life? Number the, he loves me. Uh, it, 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 for me, it's, it's just as simple as that. He loves me. And uh, that. how does he even know me? It, it hurts my brain when I think about that. You know, really me, just one of so many people, but he knows everything about me. And no matter how much I screw up, he still just loves me. Ah, uh, love. Mm. The love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Deborah. You know, I love the, the God with us, Emmanuel, because... For me, it reminds me of his presence and the fact that no matter what I'm going through, I'm not alone. Even if I feel like nobody understands, he's right there. He is with me in the most lonely times. I am not really alone. Mm -hmm. And um, just his presence in my life and the fact that he sees me as worthy of his mm -hmm. presence, you know, that he sent his son to be with us is it just so fills me with hope and joy and gratitude. Mm -hmm. oh, Amazing. That. So love and with us, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Mary, for you? His grace. He sees me in all my mess and my bad days. And I have a lot of those, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And he still loves me. So his grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Uh, I would say, you know, his, his grace, his forgiveness, mm -hmm. uh, the redemptive uh, thread in my yeah. own life that I've seen him redeem my story over and over again. Yeah. And that brings me great hope because I know I'm going to mess up in the future. Exactly. I am a work in progress. And so the hope is I've seen what he has done in my life to this date. And I know that he will mm -hmm. continue the, the good work in me as long as I trust and believe and am, remain in him. And he is faithful. And he is faithful. Yeah. So I'm going to light the first candle, which is really exciting, our hope candle. And then Mary, you're going to pray. Mm -hmm. And so we light the candle. 
Jesus, darkness covers the earth right now, and it is hard to see any hope on the horizon. We need the hope of Christ to break in, to shine on us, and seep into every dark corner and crevice of our neighborhood, nation, and world. Help us to not only see your light, but to be your light. Ignite your Holy Spirit in us that we may bring your hope to our world. Amen. Come thou long expected Jesus born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in Thanks, Brooke and Steve, for bringing back an old, beautiful hymn, a Christmas hymn that we needed to hear. Okay, we have a bit more time to just bless somebody right now, to encourage somebody who is struggling, who is feeling hopeless and cannot see the end in sight. What's your encouragement for them today? Let's start with you, Deborah. I love the verse that says, may the God of all hope fill you with peace. And he's the God of all hope. He owns all of hope. And I just pray that no matter what you've been through, what you're going through, that God would download a supernatural hope into your life today. Mm. Yeah. So I would just say today is not permanent. It's not forever. Um, and next, the next hour, the next day, um, there are new things on the horizon and new promises that God has and just, just trust in him, hold your hands out and, and accept him. And I pray for a peace that just passes understanding for you right now. Mm, beautiful. Mm. Uh, for whoever is listening and watching and is really struggling and you don't have answers for what's going on, I just want to remind you that you can and Jesus will help you find meaning in what you're going through. We might not have answers. We might not know why we're going through what we're going through, uh, but we can find meaning and in that we can also find our hope. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, as I end the show, I'm looking at this candle and light and candles are so significant. Mm. And so for those, like we started earlier in the beginning of the show about the verse about they were living in darkness, but a light has dawned. Mm. And now it makes sense that we start our Christmas season with hope. Yeah. So that we can set the foundation as we journey through the next stage of peace and joy and love and Christ. We need to start with hope. Mm -hmm. Hope in Christ. Uh, intentional decisions of looking at truth rather than despair mm -hmm. and knowing that he loves us, he is with us, and he is for us. So thank you all so much for being with us today on our first uh, Christmas show of Advent. Thank you, Mary. 
Deborah and Sue. Thank you, Danielle, Brooke, and Steve for sharing in our Advent Hope today. And if you'd like to follow along with us and participate in Advent all this month, like I mentioned earlier, you can join us by downloading this Advent booklet at seeherelove.com slash Advent. Lots of prayers, blessing activities for you and your family. You can also support us at seeherelove.com slash donate so we can keep doing what we love to do, sharing the hope we have in Jesus to the world. So let me close with this Advent hope blessing to you and your family and friends. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope today, tomorrow, and in the years to come. Thank you for joining us today. Bye-bye.